Hello and welcome to Tell the Tale Story, the podcast that explores the joys and challenges of being creative so that you can more easily tell your own damn story. Hey. Hey, I, 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 I'm out. All right. Ladies and gentlemen. And children of all ages. This is a little different today, this episode. Alex Simmons right over there. That dashing man, that legend. There he is. And me, Chris Ryan. We weren't recording an episode. We were having a meeting. We were having a meeting on Zoom. And the things we talked about, we realized we really should be recording this. So that you can see that we struggle to do the same things you're trying to do to get your work out into the public in a way that will catch eyes and catch attention and hopefully transfer to sales or to listens or to likes or whatever it is that your goal is. It's getting tougher and tougher and tougher to do that. And at the same time, the people who are going to help you do that are getting more and more numerous. So we're going to talk about the situation. We're going to talk about some stuff. Alex did some fascinating research. We'll start with that. We'll go to some people uh, that we're listening to or newsletters that we're reading. And and what we're trying to do, our goal today... Mentors that we're mentoring. Yes. Give you ideas on... The, the struggle we have in common, which is getting getting your work out there. Now, so, I want you to uh, know that Chris made that whole introduction up right on the fly here because we have absolutely no idea how this is going to go. We're going to see. The idea Literally, is this, to, was the, this is the meeting. This is a meeting. That's right. Uh, part now of how we're we, here to help you, yeah. help us, help yes, you. Help, please help us. Help us help you. Yeah, right. Help us help you help us. Right. Okay, so oh, here's how it started hell. out. It started out with the fact that uh, Chris and I were looking at, you know, what the the next run of episodes are going to be about, and part of that conversation led into how are we, how are we, or how are we not properly promoting our the show, getting the word out about the show, about not only the upcoming episodes but the past episodes. Yes. And I started discussing with him or relaying to him some of the research that I've been doing. Uh, to look at how other people are doing this. And so one of the things I started with was, and you may have heard this phrase, a keyword search. Now, since we are all writers, you know, most of us listening to the show are writer creators, uh, keywords, you know, obviously there are certain specific words that uh, are utilized and help identify the genre, the category, the subject, the topics that you're working on. So like with us, with with Chris, you know, he's working right now on Soul Scream and the Antholazine, I don't think you're going to find the word antholazine very, very active on the internet yet. No, because I made it up. <laughs> exactly. But you're going to find words like horror, uh, horror, horror writing, magazine, horror mag- anthology, right. horror Screens, fiction. Right. You know, right. That's those sort of, are keywords. Those are keywords. So in making certain that when we promote, when he begins to promote the magazine and when we're talking about it on the show and things like that, in our uh, PR material and in our descriptive material, we would make sure some of those words are a, a part of the text, but then also we would hashtag uh, some of those words as well, and then also hashtag and reference maybe some of the writers that are mentioned, so forth and so on. So I was talking about keywords and looking at 
what words are you know trending right now? What words are getting the most searches uh, through Google and through another service called Keyword Everywhere, which I just started experimenting with today? And that's what started all this today. Yes. Yeah, so see, talk to I us about dove into the the deep end of the pool. Yeah, it's called the the is it an app or a program? What is this, and what is it actually called? Well, okay, so. First, let me just tell you, folks, I am not presenting myself as an expert on this at all. This, I have I have on floaties, you know, like when you're when you're learning to swim in the pool. <laughs> I have on floaties here in this keyword pool that I'm about to dive into again. So I know about keywords and Chris and I have had these dialogues and off and on for several years because we've been in and out of the publishing experience with comics and with novels and short stories and so forth. But there's this particular website called Keyword Everywhere, Keywords Everywhere. Uh, it's keywordseverywhere.com. And it functions much like uh, YouTube autofill or Google search. You can type in like the word writing or the word writing fiction, those two words. You can type those in and click. And the search engines that I've just mentioned will immediately reach out across the internet and look at how many times or how many people you know are, are searching for those those words so if i say writing horror it'll search that out and it'll kick back or up chuck uh, a, a bunch of data <laughs> now in 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 terms of google search and and maybe even youtube autofill they have their way of doing it this keywords everywhere, which again, as I state, I am no expert on whatsoever. But what they do is there's a free version, which gives you very, very limited information. And then there's a paid version, which is actually not unreasonable. It's like 10 bucks for a 100,000 word search. So that's what I decided to experiment with today for the first time. And what I did was I typed in like, you know, writing fiction and then clicked and it reached out across the internet and within the parameters that I set to see how many times people were searching for that phrase, those two words combined. And you get you get kicked back a number, which I'm not going to say, because by the time you go and check it, it might be different. Yes. But the bottom line is that says to me that this number of people have searched for that combination of words, writing horror, right? And another one was writing fiction. Another one was writing right. mysteries. And the that point being, us, excuse me. The point being that if you look for something, you know, um, like if I look horror anthologine, the number will be zero. <laughs> so that doesn't behoove me to put that in the keywords. But horror fiction, horror no. magazine, horror fiction anthology, or horror anthology, they're going to get many more. And you want to put those in so that. It helps people find you, and you want those people to find you. Well, here's the here's the other thing that this does. Yes, it using those words in your promotion, in your description, your show descriptions, your book descriptions, whatever, using the proper keywords helps people find you. The other thing that this does is it also helps you determine where the buzz is, where where are they where are they where are the bees congregating, right? Mm -hmm. You know. And that helps you, like, for instance, if we were writing blogs or as Chris and I are doing, looking at the subject matters and the topics that we want to talk about for episodes, Yes. then we will look and I'll see that, wow, writing romance 
gets a whole bunch of, 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 of numbers of people searching that out. Now, neither one of us are romance writers. So the most I could do is that let's get a guest on right. who does this. And then we and could then do we, an on that. Then, then in our search words, you know, in, in, in the logo for that day, we put tell the damn romance story with a little carrot, right? Right. There and with a the big the search heart, words, whatever. Romance writing, romance right. novels or whatever, right? But that does inform us that there's an audience looking right. for information about that. The same thing with mysteries, with comics, with fiction, with, right. with thrillers. And that helps us determine where to put some of our focus in terms of the topics that we will talk about on our episodes. Right. So it also, so as Chris said a moment ago, informs us what words we should be using in our right. comments. So Alex, what we what we're really talking about is where can we can where we can find usable information to get ourselves out there. Yeah. And um keywords everywhere was one. I'd like to talk about another one. There's a thing called Publisher Rocket, which does a very similar thing, but to my understanding, and Publisher Rocket people, if uh I'm getting this wrong, you're welcome to come on as a guest and straighten us out. <laughs> Nicely done. Nicely there you go. done. My understanding, and the, and I've just begun using it, so um, is that they kind of use Amazon. Amazon still has a, a, a dominance in the market. Oh, God, and yes. uh, for example, with uh, Soul Scream and Tholazine coming out soon. Use um, that word. Use that word. I looked up variations on search words in Publisher Rocket, um, horror fiction, horror anthology like that right horror fiction books whatever um horror short stories and you in putting it through uh publisher rocket it will do a similar thing saying which ones are getting what but it will go by amazon sales so it'll show you a whole screen or a whole list of the actual books that use those as keywords for the keyword searches and how well they did and what the competition is with that particular uh, search word or that particular um, uh, sub, um, I guess you say subgenre or subcategory and that kind of thing, you know, because when you when you go into Amazon, say uh, you'll put um, fiction, horror fiction, you know, uh, they give you two or three choices to make, and if you can get subcategories of that, get more specialized. Niche competition down, goes. Niche it down, baby. Niche yeah. it down because the I like more to make specific a nice niche. you get, the more you're going right to the people who want that, and the competition's uh, a little more doable. You mm -hmm. know. So again, it gives you information that you can use to figure out what words you need to say, or or to put in the search words, so that people can find your stuff. That's, it, you know, it's it's fascinating that we live in a world where with the internets that you can find anything. And now as, as you know, we're in a business, really. You know, we are creative, but we're in a business. And we that's a great segue found. right there. So, that's yeah. a great segue there. Because, you know, as I am often telling my, my screenwriting students, you are entering the business of making movies. You know, we you might love films, you might love to write, you might love to create and direct and maybe even perform in your own movies about such and such. But if you're going to do it and, and quote unquote, try and make money at it, then you are also entering the business of. And 
as as an artist who's also an entrepreneur, you know, really, I'm an artist who has to be an entrepreneur is, is kind of where the circumstances are. So it's like, I have to remember that my artistry, in order to get it out there, I have to look at the business end of it well. And I am one who's happy to admit that although I may do some things really well, there's a whole bunch of things I can't do well at all. And, mm -hmm. and that's something that we need to be conscious of. So like this, this whole thing with data searching now, again, as writers, you know, and you want to maybe publish your own books like, like Chris and I have done or better. Uh, but, you know, there's a certain amount of things you have to do. Yes, you have to create the book. Absolutely. And then, and I'm going to let Chris talk about this in a second because he ran into a, a little bit of a wall here. Um, then you have to produce the book. You have to go into production on the book. It's not, oh, I wrote the book and so it exists. So everything's fine now. I'll just put it out there. There's a production period right. of putting that book into some physical or digital form that you can then sell to the public. And there's all kinds of twists and turns there. And then after that, there's distribution and promotion. So, Chris, what was the problem? Because we were all discussing this today. Oh, what was the yeah, problem it, you encountered? Well, I, I want to rephrase that because I don't think we want to encourage people looking at things that come their way as problems. They're just obstacles. They're just the next step. Oh, he's right? rewriting me already. Right. Jesus Christ. Okay. There you go. Well, you know, you've rewritten me for decades. <laughs> yeah, that's true, too. Okay. That's true. Zing. All right. Okay. So, um, as you said, I've put out a, a couple of bo uh, books. Some of them are back there. Um, and to use Amazon for an example, again, there is a template you can use that will help you put out a professional-looking book um before that you're responsible for getting it professionally edited and all that sort of stuff if you want it to be at a certain level and i try to do that every time um but for soul scream and thalazine i had it's a mixture of fiction and then uh author profiles and other horror-oriented pop culture articles of interest. So I wanted to diversify them or to make it easy to tell which is which. So I did an illustration, or I, got, I commissioned an illustration that would run for all the fiction and one that would run for all the nonfiction. That's where I ran into the wall because all the novels and collections that I put out before, there was no illustrations. It was just headline, subhead, content. You know, yes. whatever that chapter, next chapter, right? So now with the illustrations, that template wasn't as as usable for me. The template that that Amazon has preset. Right. Okay. Right. So I got it designed. I designed the whole book and I put it up and learned that it's reading it very differently than if I had put it together piece by piece in the template. The Amazon system is reading right. it. Now, Amazon may have a section that allows me to put illustrations in too, but I'm still, you know, I still have to learn that template. So I said, all right, it it's not reading uh, my, my book document, my manuscript at the right print size. It's reading it at eight and a half by 11. Uh, the book's going to be six by nine. And because of the um, illustrations and stuff, all of that is throwing it off and it's growing bigger. And that's beyond the scope of my talent or my experience or my training. 
But I knew a printer in, in my town who has all those trainers. A real so life on, printer now. Okay. On National Women's Day, I went to that woman and said, help. <laughs> um, but now I have to, you know, she took it on in addition to her regular workload. So I have to kind of, again, you have each uh, obstacle, each challenge, you have to work. Boom. I couldn't solve that problem myself. Maybe eventually in the future, I will have learned you know, the template or what, and I will be able to. But for this moment, I didn't. And I wanted to get it, right? I wanted to get it in out by a, a certain time. So I needed help from that. So you go to outside, you solve that. And then you have to look at those parameters. She can do it, but she's also has this workload. So she's going to work it in and it's not going to be done. She says very clearly, I can't do it in, in the next day or two, which is what she has done for all the other stuff I've brought to her previously, but this is a much bigger project. So of course I understand that. Now there's some other things that she was doing this week. So she won't get back to it till next week. And Tuesday I leave town. So, okay, you have to build that in. And when I set a new publishing date, I built in that kind of cushion. So you can't get defeated by any of these things. You just have to work the obstacle, work the challenge. How do I solve this? How do I get to what I want to do? Which is, I want to put out a very attractive, very professional combination of anthology magazine that I'm calling Soul Scream Anthology. And you do it. Will I do it the same way next time? Depends on what I learn. So keep learning, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Now for Alex Simmons, he's going to tell you <laughs> something else. Yes. Well, again, one of the things that we've also um, learned is again. Oh, the hounds are loose again. <laughs> uh, hounds. The, the hounds we, of the Baskervilles. Yes. Yeah. I love it. My dogs always wait until I'm recording something, and they go, "Okay, now speak." Yes. Okay. So hounds of the Bronxervilles. Yeah, one of the things that Chris and I also were talking about during the the earlier mashup of our meeting was the different sources that we are going to for uh, mentoring or information or guidance or just you know to to sort of peek in there and see how they're doing what they're doing. And so we dropped a number of names. Um, I'm going to repeat a few of them right now. Uh, Josh Spector is one person that um, I follow his newsletter and he's got a, a YouTube show. Uh, and he's really good at really just getting down to the bare bones of specific tactics and techniques for solving certain specific problems with entrepreneurial uh, business uh, tactics or sometimes just promoting or building your list, which means specifically if you're, you know, if you have a course, or you have a product or a service that you're you're selling or promoting, you want to have a list of people that you can always uh, fire off that next uh, promo to or the newsletter to or whatever, and you want that list to grow. So there's different tactics for that. So Josh has some techniques for that, as does um, podcast Beyond the Microphone. That's a, a, a newsletter that I also follow, but they also have programming that talks about these things. Uh, two others would be uh, Steve Olsher, uh, who's another person that I follow a lot of his work, Pat Flynn, uh, who has, um, I mean, he's been around for years. He has a, a show called Smart Passive Income. 
He's, mm-hmm. he's, he's published books. He's built courses. He's got a podcast. It's a number of things he does. And one more I'll mention is Amy Porterfield. So these are people that, mm-hmm. you know, I look at their work across the board and I've, I've, you know, sort of shadowed these people for years. It's not like, oh, I just spotted them yesterday and now I'm, 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 I'm a, you know, a disciple. Uh, I followed them for years. I look at what each one of them is saying and suggesting and how they're talking about this. And then I match things up and I look, where are they all saying the same things? What things tend to ring true? What do I want to explore? What's useful to me? And those are all questions that we have to ask ourselves. What are we trying to do? You know, what's the service or the project or the product that we're trying to put out? How do we want to reach people? What kind of people do we want to reach? These are all questions that we need to ask. And sometimes having a mentor or having someone who is teaching some techniques that you're going to find useful is is it's a normal thing to do. You, we all need a little bit of a guidance or or instruction to help us get better at the new things we're trying to accomplish. So I know, uh, Chris, you had some people. Well, I, I just opened up my email and I, I'm just going to read just a few of the newsletters that I follow trying to do what you do is to just self-educate, right? Um, Kara Stein, 1700 Days, Matthew J. Holmes, um, Tim Ferriss, Jen at Mixtus Media, uh, IBPA Independent Book Publishing, Derek Dobka. Yep. Um, I was up until recently in Get a Book Deal, which is Pitch to Publish. Mm-hmm. Um, if you need to learn um, your um, query letter, I mean, that's they focus on that. It's overwhelming amount of stuff. You can really do like a deep dive into that. Uh, then there's, uh, let's see, Jane Friedman is, I swear by her. Uh, there was one or two others. Um, Dave at Kindlepreneur, Book Pub Partners, Brian Cohen, mm. uh, and on, the list goes on and on, right? You know, we didn't, you know, we didn't mention somebody we started out with years ago, Nick Stevenson. Nick Stevenson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So one of the things that happens is you we'll put you, this in the in the notes folks just yeah. don't worry about trying to like catch all these things now or you can just rewind <laughs> there you go um one of the things that you run a danger to is overwhelming yourself mm-hmm. there's so many what do you do so here's a rule of thumb give them three weeks month and when you see it whether you're freaked out or not just go through it if it calms you down and gives you good, oh, that's good information. Oh, I, you know, then continue with that one. And if you're like, um, I knew that already, or I don't, really don't know what they're talking about, or they're going way further down the career than I am, you know. Or they're um, constantly that, hitting you with buy, 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 buy my stuff. Be aware. Yeah. Be aware if that's happening. I mean, then that's that's what they're doing. That's their job, right? And while we have to give some room because, well, they're trying to get people to buy their stuff like we are, make your measurement. If that's all they're about, Mm -hmm. is that really helping you? And if it's beyond what your budget is, is that really helping you? You know, there are a few, very many of these people, they'll give you three or four really solid pieces of advice. And then they'll say, you know, if you want more on that, Here's this course, or here's that. Well, that I mean, that's that's a pretty honest newsletter. Yeah, and here's and also stuff you can use. 
you want more? Here's a deeper dive. No heavy pressure. Right. And there's a number of these people who are giving out free information via, you know, Instagram or YouTube or whatever. There's a lot of free stuff that you can get that maybe, you know, it's an 11 minutes of this or 15 minutes of that. And then they'll they'll offer their product, their service, their course or whatever, just like we do. So, yeah, you're right. And and Chris is right. You know, you can get a sense of of how authentic or how sincere or or, or, or just whether this person resonates with you and vice versa, you know, just to get a, mm-hmm. a good vibe. Yeah, yeah, I can listen to this person. I, I like their energy. I like their technique, their style, whatever. Right. And I'm learning. And that's useful because that's literally what Chris and I have had to do right. and are still doing, you know. And, and I still want to sh- streamline that list because yeah. it's just too many emails. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, work in progress. Absolutely. Don't freak out. Fine tune. Oh, how's that? That's yeah. a T-shirt very, right very, there. Very good. That's yes. a tell the damn story T-shirt. Don't yeah, that'll be some merch. Fine tune. Yes, we'll have some merch. You know, uh, <laughs> next week. Um, all of this comes down to what Chris and I are really trying to do is again is figure out the best way to continue to serve you guys and to serve the show the, the way we love to, uh, and also not to run ourselves into you know the ragged hole of, of death. Uh, you know, metaphorically speaking, but but to be more efficient and effective. And to do that, we do have to strategize. We do have to look at not only what we do well, but what we need to improve on. So that's how these meetings go. And as I said, this this one started out as, okay, Chris, um, how about this? And then he said, you know, we should be recording this because yeah. let's give them a peek behind the curtain and you let know, them see us freaking out. Yes. The original plan was, you know, a two-part meeting. One was to talk about this stuff and then to plan, you know, our next few episodes. And it became really apparent to me that if we're doing this, there are so many people out there trying to figure out the same thing. Yep. You cannot learn it all in one day. There's no magic one newsletter, one program, one class. So what take it a chunk mean? at a time. Don't bite yeah. off too much. Just, okay, I'm going to try this. I mean, right, I, one of the things you know uh, I did over COVID was I worked with a uh, professional editor in redoing uh, the four independent books that I have out. Three of them are rewritten. And they haven't made it made it back out there or big out back out there in a big way yet because I'm currently trying to learn the best way to do Amazon ads and the best way to do perhaps um bookbub or um Facebook. There's a um I forget which one of these, I think it might have been Holmes who uh he, I think he has a Saturday newsletter. And he said, listen, there's here's a bunch of things that you could do. And it was overwhelming them. And he says, you can't do them all. It'll drive you crazy. Here's the secret. You don't have to do them all. Mm-hmm. Choose three that you think will work for you. And try them for a while. Not a billion dollars. Don't, you know, you don't invest a billion dollars in it, but try them for a while. And if they have results, then you stay with them. And if not, you start looking at how can I adjust? How can I do it? And eventually you'll say, well, this one just doesn't work for me. Off it goes. That one really worked better than I thought. Let's put a little more money into that. And it's really that kind of a, 
you know, strategy of inches, you know, of of looking day by day and all that sort of stuff. To quote James Clear, um, aggregate a 1% improvement every day. That would be amazing. I would welcome a 1%. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's better than going in the opposite direction. True. Yeah. It's true. It's true. Yeah. So, you know, I hope this was helpful for everybody. I, it uh, certainly helped me. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, uh, in, there is a comment section below. And you can either say, well, I love this, but I'd like to hear more of you mention this thing. I'd like to hear more. Or, oh, you were having this trouble. Here's how I solved it much better than you did. <laughs> and maybe you'll become a guest on yes. Tell the Damn Happy Story. Happy to share that. Happy <laughs> to share that. Yeah, absolutely. But anyway, so th that's this episode, folks. And, and I think it's a little shorter than we normally. But once again, you know, it was it was spontaneous. And we wanted to put it out there. Now what Chris and I will do is we're going to look at our notes on certain things that we did discuss and determine over the next few days what strategies we're going to follow. And we're going to take action on that and see how they work out, as Chris was just uh, speaking about. Well, I I look forward to see how this, react, uh, th this episode uh, hits people, and hopefully it'll be fun. Yes, as opposed to right in the face. Yeah, okay. Well, well you know, yeah. And I, I'm, I think that they enjoy when we have guests on. But every once in a while, having us uh, do this behind the scenes type thing might be helpful as well. Yes, that's right. It's our Wizard of Oz moment. Pay no attention yeah. to that behind the curtain. I, I think it had to be this short because any more would be the just the sheer number of things we mentioned would be overwhelming. Yeah, truly. Okay. Well, so Chris, thank you for this episode. It's great. Sir, uh, we're going to check our notes. Always a pleasure. We look forward to hearing back from you. As Chris said, please let us know how you feel about this, that, and the other. And if you have questions, throw them out there. Because if we don't have the answers, which is a possibility we might not, we certainly will go looking for them. Okay? Yes. And if you have answers, please yeah. share it. Yeah, yeah with please. Yeah. Send that sucker. Okay. Take care, everybody. Please. Keep telling that story. That's right. Bye.